live on Facebook as well. Hello, hello. It is Friday, July 10th. Friday, July 10th, 2020. Uh, hello to the people joining in. Andre Faucho. Hello, hello. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Ooh, I flipped around the camera by accident. Um, today's a Q&A session, uh, our Friday weekly Q&A session. So feel free to uh, drop some questions in. I got one right here uh, from Trevor Furman. He's a frequent question asker here. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get this uh, set up, the Instagram thing set up. Uh, so he asks, uh, tips on playing in the high register with minimal pressure with the mouthpiece minimal pressure. So I can't read today, apparently. Um, that is a good question. Um, it's all about focusing the air for me. It's all about focusing the uh, air stream more specifically, and you do that by focusing um, the aperture. So things to, to think about is, I like to think about blowing through a straw, for example. Uh, I like to think about focusing that air down and um, it, you do that by changing the vowel sound within within your mouth. So as we ascend into the upper register, uh, and I've talked about this before, probably here on a live stream, I definitely talk about it with students a lot, is that the airstream goes from O in the low register, big and wide, O to ah in the middle register, and then to E in the upper register. So I go E, and so as you say E, if you do this on your own right now, I know I sound like a crazy person doing this E thing. If you go E and you um, ascend into the upper register, you're going to end up um, with being able to get that upper register to, to start to punch out with only the air, only the air, and you don't have to push. So that's what you do. You focus on the air. You focus on not leaping up into the notes because that leads to like crashing into the ceiling. And we don't want we don't want to do that. We don't want to reach for the notes. We want to come and kind of like land on the notes. So I think O I E as we go up. You can practice this by doing lip slurs. O I E A O I E A O. Right, and as you go higher you say E. So that's the secret. That's the top trick. You're going to be able to do it like in one second. I'm not going to be able to just tell you this and then all of a sudden like nothing ever. You don't have to do anything else ever. But um, that's one way. So that's what I do. Focus on the air. Focus on focusing the air. Stop focusing on what not to do. Focus on what to do. So I like to think about it that way. Like, what am I trying to achieve? What am I supposed to be doing right now? And do it like that rather than worrying about all the bad habits that maybe I'm not, quote unquote, not supposed to be doing because uh, it's just not super helpful all the time. So there you go. High register with minimal pressure. Focus on the air. So um, obviously this is a live Q&A, so if you want to drop in your questions, Facebook, I see you guys there, so drop in your questions in the chat or in the comments below and I'll see them in my chat box here. And I see some questions coming in on Instagram, which is awesome. Hope everybody's having a nice week. It's super hot in Texas. <laughs> Went for a run, you can um, look really tired because uh, it's super hot. Oh, I see another question here from Andre Perlman. What's the first thing you do in your warm-up or before you warm up? I play a long tone. Uh, I play a long tone. So I was warming up. I had this virtual studio class just before this with our virtual studio. And what did I do? I spent the first 10 minutes just playing long tones. And uh, so when I do long tones, uh, I just literally play one note for a minute or two minutes. And then I do lip bends. So uh, but like, 
is my my favorite exercise. I'll do it real quick. It sounds like. I do that down chromatically into the, all the false tones. I have a really um, strong feeling about using those false tones in the lower register um, to inform our practice, uh, inform our warming up to, and it builds on for range, you know, so it's using those false tones that are below the horn. And, you know, what we did the virtual jazz Ramon boot camp a couple weeks ago. Hey, Brian Crock, what's happening? Um, and a number of our guest artists talked about the same exact thing. So it's not just me that's spewing this out into the world. Uh, it's a lot of us that are playing the trombone talking about developing those false tones, those notes that are underneath uh, the, the trombone register. So uh, that's what I like to do first thing. So Andre, that's what I do. Play some long tones, play some uh, lip bends and false tones, and then I start to ascend from there. Um, but always, always long tones, always long tones, always long tones. Uh, that's that's the name of the game. And, but if I don't have time to like really go through it, pitch bends, I go straight to pitch bends because pitch bends and flexibilities are just long tones with motion. At least that's how I view them. So um, hopefully that answers your question. All right. Excellent. So those are two rapid fire questions from Instagram. I'm looking for some questions on Facebook. So if you have some, feel free uh, to drop them in. They should pop up in my chat here. Um, Otherwise, I have a few that I collected. I always collect a few uh, during the week while people are, you know, tuning in and such. So let me pull up the one from this week. This was from you. Well, this is actually an emailed question. So uh, you can always email me a question if you feel like you don't want to post it. Um, it's a really great question, so I wanted to answer it. Let me make it bigger, though. Okay, so it's kind of a long question. It's kind of got multiple parts. So as, you, as I'm answering this, it might take me a few minutes to get through the whole thing. Feel free um, to drop in your guys' questions uh, while this is happening. So this is from Pear in Sweden. Um, he says, he, he, this is prefaced by a few emails talking about articulation before this. He said, and I, he, he responded, well, it's a big topic, of course, because I asked him uh, what what exactly? He was like, do you have any suggestions about articulation? I said, well, what exactly are you asking? And he said, he says these. So these are all the questions. He said, I think it's about striking a note, the striking of the note. I agree. He says, you breathe in you and then out. The airstream hits the mouthpiece. The air is past the lips that start to vibrate. Yes. It says, is it a question of balance? And I think so. I think what he's asking is, is it about airstream or air or the tongue? And I think it's a combination, like he mentioned, of balance. Um, I think that most of it comes from the air, 90%, and then the tongue just kind of highlights kind of the little spark that makes the note kind of speak. So for me, that means like practicing breath attacks, like spitting a grain of rice is how people talk about it. So if you can articulate with just breath attacks first, and then move up to um, adding just a little bit of tongue, it makes the clarity that much better. Because what usually happens when we have bad articulation or not clean articulation uh, is one of two things. One is that the air and the tongue are not super synced up and you get fwa, fwa, fwa. And the second thing that happens is that our slide is not moving fast enough to facilitate the articulation that we're trying to do. So I highly recommend breath attacks, and then just add the tongue back in slightly, ta 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 ta, and uh, 
that's that's the first part of the, of the balance between the tongue and the air. It's 90%, 80, 90% air, 10% tongue. The tongue is just there to clean it up. The tongue can't be doing the work. Oftentimes I see students that are making the notes happen with their tongue. They use the tongue to make the air accelerate into the upper register, but the air has to be fast to get the note without the tongue. So a lot of times what we'll do is we'll practice like a roshu or a tune or a ballad or whatever, but just with no tongue at all. And you have to use the air to make to change in the in the vowel sound like we were talking about a minute ago. Uh, so you use the vowel sound, you use the air, you get into that upper register, and um, you don't rely on the tongue. The tongue again is just to give you that little pop, that little snap uh, at the end of the at the end of the road there. So let me go through the rest of this question. And Nicholas Welp, I see your um, question here. I'll, I'll throw it up on the screen in a minute. I'll just go through the rest of this question. He says, I try to think of a D in my mouth, the tongue spelled the letter D or da. Yep, I say D as well. Some people say dot. Well, I think that the problem with dot is that, that it has two articulations, da and t. It can be a, appropriate in a certain kind of like big band playing setting where you need it to go dot and, and cut off with everybody in an articulate way. So there's nothing wrong with that, but I wouldn't make it your like general everyday articulation, right? You're going to go ta 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 ta. I think of it as a bell, like hitting a bell. Your tongue is like a hammer hitting a bell. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Your tongue is like a hammer hitting a bell. So what I mean is that you strike it, and like with a hammer, you hit it and it recoils. There's not dot, right, or not dot, and you're cutting it off. You're just hitting it and let it be the length that it is. Da, 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 da. You can do it with just the air too. Right? The air controls how long the note is. It has nothing to do with like dot. So I think that's one way pair. And um, there's obviously multiple ways. Uh, hey, little John, thanks for uh, wanting to come on. I've had some. I didn't know you were trying to request to be on, but thanks for being here. What's up? Thanks for thanks for saying hi. Appreciate you, man. Um, but sorry, I'm in the middle of this question. I'll, I'll lose my train of thought. Um, okay, so he was talking about dot in the legato style. He says, I practice long notes, four bars, and slow tempo to the air run out chromatically. I hope this brings some clarity to my question. Thanks for the answer. Do you have students with poor strikings of the notes, and how do you help them? Yeah, so I think all the things we were just talking about are what I would do. Breath tax, focusing on using the air to create the notes, not the tongue and not the... Um, the, the tongue doesn't create the note. The air creates the note. The tongue just clarifies uh, what's happening there. It clarifies the beginning of the note. It strikes like a hammer hitting a bell. And, and yeah, and you just have to practice the different types of articulation. There's legato, there's staccato. And then in jazz, we kind of use what I like to refer to, and I'm stealing this from Steve Teray, is staccato, which is in the middle. And if you haven't heard me talk about this before, what I'm talking about is like there's a spectrum of articulation in terms of the length of the note. And so a staccato is separated, legato is totally connected, but we want something in the middle that has the front and end of a staccato note, so a little separation, but the middle has that big fat body, and, and you want it to have that big fat body because you want it to be uh, smooth and connected, but not totally connected, right? So you think about somebody like Curtis or JJ, I feel like they embody that pretty well. So that's that's the question. So. I'm going to switch over here. So Instagram, feel free to drop in more questions. I'm going to switch over. There's a couple of questions here from Facebook. So I'm going to go into those for a sec. Uh, Yvonne, he says, hi. Hi, Yvonne. Uh, now there's a question from Nicholas Welp. 
he says that's pretty fascinating i'm not sure when he was oh he must be talking about um uh trombone articulation so either articulation or the high notes it says i became a fan of whoops they disappeared so I became a fan of yours when I was driving through Denton and caught some tracks of yours on KNTU. Yeah, a couple of years ago um, when Here and Now came out. This is it's kind of a funny story. This I'll just share while people are sharing their questions. Um, so 2016, no, yeah, 2016 I recorded the album Here and Now. And the end of 2016 started into 2017. Right at 27, the turn of 2017, I launched the first single in the radio campaign for Here and Now. And so that led to, uh, that was in 2017, a, it, it's got a lot of play on KNTU, which is what we're saying. And KNTU is the radio station at the University of North Texas. And I had nothing to do with North Texas. Um, I had come to audition once when I was an undergrad, not even to audition, to come to play for the trombone teacher in, in high school when I was like a junior, like checking out school. So I'd never even come to the school. And so, 2017 that comes out they played the crap out of my record which was amazing and that got people who from the jazz department at UNT kind of aware of me and then the next year 2018 spring I was coming to campus for the um, guest artist series their um, lecture series spring lecture series and it happened that they also in that one year time span got approved a new jazz trombone professor line uh, that had not existed before and um, they asked me to apply that spring of 2018 and then I got the job and then I started in the fall of 2018 so uh, it's a kind of a funny a funny transition of events you know it was I never thought I would end up at uh, there at North Texas after coming to just for a lesson I didn't even end up auditioning but it's been cool you know you got to be open to opportunities last night I was on a uh, a zoom call a interview show whatever you want to call it live stream with um, alexa tarantino who's a great alto saxophone player has a show with jazz.org uh, jazz at lincoln center that's their handle jazz.org um, so if you go on facebook and you can find that stream from last night um, but you know the show is called the well-rounded musician and we were talking about um hi anthony cares 21 thanks for being here uh we were talking about kind of following a path you know and working hard and really trying to like delineate where it is you want to go in your career and starting to make you know some decisions that allow you to focus in on what's important to you and um we were just talking about trying to you know participate in lots of different scenes at the same time and the balance of all those things and yeah being a teacher and a performer and uh running a record label and <laughs> A nonprofit and everything else is a lot to juggle sometimes, but um, it's just part of uh, my nature, I guess. And um, yeah, so anyway, if you're more interested, you could go and check that out, conversation out. It'll eventually be on my YouTube channel, but it's on my Facebook right now, and it's uh, linked up on the uh, Jazz at Lincoln Center uh, Facebook page. So if you want to go over there and check it out, you can. Again, it's called The Well-Rounded Musician with Alexa Tarantino. So it's Friday, July 10th. Thanks for being here. And um, feel free to drop in some more questions. Otherwise, there's a couple things I wanted to share uh, while people are doing that. So on uh, YouTube, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube page yet, I'm, I've decided to do a deep dive on jazz education for trombone players. Uh, I'm calling it 
uh, Jazz Ramon Christmas in July, uh, 25 new videos with free PDFs that are happening ev almost every single day in July. So if you go to my Instagram bio, you can find the link. If you want to just go to my website, you can find the links. Um, just go to the YouTube page and a new video will show up every single day. Uh, this They're deep dive. So we're talking about like practical uses of the diminished scale, like how to use the altered scale, how to resolve super specific things. Like it's all details that I think my students like skip over a lot. And, you know, it's just super, it's like interesting to see. It's also interesting when I start talking about nitty gritty details, how many people jump off the, the Instagram because people don't want to deal with it, the, the live stream. It's funny. Uh, but to be a great player, you have to have freedom of expression through understanding um, all of the details of, of the music. And so you have to deep dive into these things. So anyway, at any rate, if you want to check that out, you can go over to uh, YouTube and find those videos. I'm sure you can also find them on Facebook. I've been posting a lot lately. But other big news, uh, Downbeat announced uh, I won the Rising Star trombone category this week. That was super cool. Um, Super honored to be included. I've been on the list a couple times, but never won. So this is cool to win the critics poll. Um, it's nice to just like get your work out there and see that people are checking it out or at least paying attention, which is so it's kind of a nice thing. Uh, so if you're here live now, thanks for being here. Feel free to drop in some questions. This is a Q&A, our Friday Q&A. Um, Andres Reyes says, congrats, you grind so hard, you deserve it. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, yes, I try my best to stay on top of things and work hard. I don't really have an off switch, so I just keep on going hard. Um, uh, let's see, what else did I want to talk about? <coughs> um, yeah, there's in that conversation I had yesterday, just some really good uh, moments. I'll just send you over to that. I'm not going to rehash them here today. Uh, unless we end up on those topics. But again, feel free to drop in a question. The last thing I'll talk about is uh, that we're revamping our marketing products at Outside In Music. So if you've been a person that's been following along, you know that Outside In Music is my record label slash media company. Why do I call it a media company? Because we do everything. We don't just, uh, uh, Seamus, you are the man. Voted for me in Downbeat yesterday. That's right, the polls are open now for the reader's poll. So I won the Rising Star Critics poll, but now you all have to go and vote for me in the reader's poll. No, I'm kidding. You don't have to do anything. But if you want to, those polls are open now if you're a downbeat reader. Thanks for the reminder, Seamus. Appreciate that. Um, but I was talking about uh, outside of music, call it a media company, because we really promote doing things like this, live streams, videos, uh, having a not a Shopify presence. I'm I've been thinking about products this morning. Oh, that's right. I launched two new t-shirts in my store. So if you want to check those out, one says happy practicing and the other says uh, practice slow because those are my two slogans. And I ordered them for myself and that's why I created them really was because I wanted them. So uh, if you want them, you can go over there. Otherwise, I'll probably be wearing those t-shirts in, in you know, future, future episodes or whatever. But um, anyway, so back to the label and the marketing products, you know, we started uh, revamping our marketing and promotion publicity products to be able to bring totally in-house publicity. Um, so the label now has our own publicity team that uh, you can take advantage of. So if you've been recording this uh, summer or spring or maybe before all the lockdowns started uh, back in March, uh, if you have a project, get in touch because we're looking to um, get more stuff out in uh, 2021. So, you know, we're kind of crossing a lot of different 
not genres, but we have actually four imprints now. Um, so an imprint is like the company is outside in music and that's our main brand, but we also have outside in uh, selects where we're venturing into more of like the lo-fi, jazz hip hop, jazz hop, whatever they call it, um, but kind of like instrumental stuff and doing sync licensing and all that for, for that, that's outside in selects. And we have Next Level, which is our, our second, uh, it was our second uh, imprint after the main outside in music one. So there we're, taking uh, artists who maybe it's their first or second album and like try to make their dollar go the furthest. So um, that's that's kind of what I try to strive for is creating the value of like for the dollars that you're putting in. It's not cheap to do these things, but uh, we're trying to be less expensive than some of the other people and try to get you more for your money uh, than what other people do and have a digital first approach. Uh, we have that and then outside in arts, which we're gonna be promoting as a label to be able to maybe do some more collegiate projects for more like uh, if professors or people need stuff for like academic reasons or they want to get their students music out uh, or schools that are putting stuff out you know we're really trying to uh, open up all of these different ways to try to share more music with people so uh, if you are interested in any of that just you know send me a dm or check it check out outside in music but anyway so we're doing that so we've got the our four uh, areas for um, imprints of outside in music, uh, doing all different this different type of stuff, and then we have like a marketing and branding product that we're just starting, which is a consulting product, which is where you work with me, and we're going to talk about you know your social media, we're going to talk about your marketing, we're going to talk about your monetization, your email strategy, and really get things like tip-top shape as best you can. You might not be able to get, do them all right away because sometimes you have to like pay for subscriptions and like get new photos or get a new website, different things like that. So you might not be able to do it all at once, but we can get a plan in place. And uh, so if you haven't gotten on top of that and you want to, now could be a great time to try to revamp some of that stuff. So uh, anyway, all of that stuff is kind of launched now this week on outsideinmusic.com. We, uh, re I redesigned the website this week. So um, yeah, and we do websites and social media management, if you didn't know. Uh, I'm starting to shout it from the mountaintops because people don't know what we do. They just think it's a record label. And um, we've been working really hard to build out our infrastructure to be able to take on more clients. And we're finally ready. So um, I'm telling you now. So you guys get the first look uh, if you want to check it out. If not, that's fine. We will. Uh, we can only work with so many people. So if you do want to get in touch, you know, get in touch just right away. And I saw a question coming in on Facebook. Well, rather, I heard the sound of the Facebook chat. Let's see. From Andres. Hey, if you haven't already addressed this, how do you stay positive when practicing difficult things? And early college, I tied my self-worth with how I sounded. That was super negative. How does one manage their emotions while working on becoming a better jazz musician? That's a really great question, man. Really great question. Sorry that you can't see it on Instagram, but... Um, Basically, how do you stay positive and not tie yourself worth to how you sound? Those, you know, that's those are definitely intertwined. Ooh, that's that's a tough one because I think it's I think you have to find a way to strike a balance. Um, I'm just gonna put the question on the screen again for anybody that wants to see it again. Uh, you have to strike a balance between being hard on yourself because if you're not hard on yourself, there's no way that you're gonna get better. So for me. I hold myself to an impossibly high standard, but I, I give, I try to give myself the credit for showing up and doing the work. So that's kind of the reframing that I would hope that you can get to is, it's about the process. Even if you don't want to do it, doing it a little bit. There's 
some stuff that I've been practicing for, when did I figure it? The year I took off, 2010. I wrote, I wrote it down in 2010 and I'm still practicing it. And it's really hard and I can't really do it. And there's some stuff I'm thinking about now from three or four years ago that I'm still practicing and I can't really do uh, on my horn, uh, but that I wanna be able to do. And so the more it just sits in there, you know, the more it'll start to be able to come out. Maybe there's a technical limitation that you have that's not the thing, but you need to figure out this other thing before you can do this item that you're finding difficult to practice. Um, I find that to be the case with my students a lot. They're like, well, I can't do this, this, or this. I'm like, well, can you back up a step? Zoom out for a second. And can you do the thing that's going to allow you to do that difficult thing? For example, if, if it's fast, can you play faster than that lick? If not, you might you got to work on playing fast as well. So it's kind of a multifaceted approach. But in terms of staying positive, you have to give yourself credit for showing up. You know, If your goal is just to get better, you just need to practice every day. You know, it doesn't matter how much you practice every day because it's frequency over time. It's not always the amount that you put in in a day. It's the it's thinking about music. It's thinking about getting better. It's thinking about the problems, problem solving, seeing the problem, putting it away, coming back, putting it away, coming back, putting it away, coming back. It's that over and over and over and over again that allow you to finally, at least for me, finally come to some kind of solution you know you figure out what you need to practice or you figure out what you're missing or you figure out what you've been doing wrong and um, so that's how I stay positive it's like man I'm on the path I'm on the path I don't know how long it's going to take to get there I'm just gonna you know it's like I hold myself to this impossibly high standard so I know that I'm never going to get there and uh, you know I do the same thing Andre said something about tying tying your self-worth to your musicianship and uh it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do in this day and age, and all, I mean forever, but as a musician, because your social social network, like not online, but in real life, like your social networks are all people you play with. And so it's like inextricably linked together, like your, your playing and your musicianship and your friend circle and your work colleagues and everything is interrelated. and you can't escape it. So when you feel like you're not performing well or not supporting the other musicians well, yeah, it's, it can be super negative feeling. So for me, I, yeah, I don't know. I think I still tie myself up into that too. You know, um, It's something to keep on working on for me uh, is that like my self is different than my music, you know? My self-worth is different than my music. It's not the same. But it's a hard it's hard to do, man. Like I I struggle too. So don't I just you try to give yourself credit for the give yourself credit for showing up and doing the work. That's all you can do, you know? And uh, you'll get better. You will get better over time. You need sometimes you just need somebody, a teacher or someone to just maybe point out the not flaws, but like Maybe there's something you're just not noticing that you need to fix before you're going to be able to do, you know, the thing that you want to do. So um, for me, that's an important realization, something to think about is uh, seeking out, you know, that mentorship from somebody that can, uh, you know, allow you to take it to the next level. And, you know, and it's also like in the practice room, you should sound bad. <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but like it, you should sound bad. You should be practicing things you can't do. Because if you just go in the practice room and shed what you already know, you're not going to get better. 
you're just going to spin your wheels. You're just going to like play along with an Abersold and call it a day. That's playing. That's not practicing, at least to me. Uh, so it's like I try to give my students exercises to do that usually revolve around limitation or restriction, saying let's only do this, let's only do this, now let's do this, let's do this. So practicing all of the different elements that can go into a solo so that when you go to play a solo, you're totally free to create. You know, that's, what, that's my goal uh, as a musician is to create the situation for myself where I can improvise totally freely, totally freely, meaning I can play whatever my ear hears, and the technique doesn't get in the way. It facilitates uh, the musical ideas and the playing with the other people. So, yeah, that's that's it. That's the vibe, man. Uh, keep up at it. Don't give up. It's uh, it's a li it's a lifelong thing. Like it, like I said, like I get caught up in the same thing sometimes. And when I have a bad, when I feel bad about my playing, I feel bad just in general. So, I hear you, and it's a constant struggle for all of us. I think so. Don't give up. All right, Andre. Andres, don't give up, man. Uh, okay, so any other questions, feel free to drop them in about music, about trombone, about improvising, uh, about music business, feel free. Otherwise, we'll probably uh, wrap it up for today. But we are online live on these channels every week at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fridays for this show. And... Uh, I think people are starting to get sick of live streams potentially. So, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Yeah, Andre. I mean, I try to be as honest as I can. It's not just you. We all kind of feel that way. We get tripped up in our own self stuff. So yeah, so check out that uh, interview I did last night with Alexa if you're interested for more. Uh, if you want specific jazz stuff to work on go check out this jazz remote christmas in july it's basic stuff but it's stuff that you might have skipped over and then not even realize that you can't do uh, so i will hope you can check that out and uh, i don't see any more questions for today and uh, so we're going to sign off and we'll be back next week with another q a at uh, 1 p.m eastern so have an amazing weekend have a great week next week subscribe to my youtube channel i'm really trying to grow that over there if you need marketing help and assistance, please uh, get in touch because we are launching that business over at Outside of Music. So we'll see you next week.